Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Greetings, realists. Welcome. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Heather. How are, How are you doing? doing? Oh. <laughs> um, Hey, I'm great. <laughs> it's summer. It finally, the summer finally came to the Pacific Northwest. We weren't sure if nice. it was going to make it here this year, um, considering winter was going well into June at points. <laughs> but it's, it's been here. Crazy hot. Well, I guess it's crazy hot everywhere right now. Yeah, it's hot here too. It went from like Oregon winter to summer mm. overnight. Literally, yeah. it felt like it was overnight. But yeah, it's summer now. So we're doing all the summer things. Woo, summer. I love summer. So let's talk about summer things. We've been talking about such heavy stuff lately, and I need a break from heavy, and I just mm-hmm. want to chat. So let's just yeah. chat. So we'll go from heavy to hot, about <laughs> hot things. Um, well, to celebrate summer and the clouds parting in Oregon, I bought a new face cream. And okay. it's like SPF 45, Whoa. which is pretty intense for me because I don't usually go quite that strong. But mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I've ran, raved, not ranted. I have raved about the Alike skincare products. And I was really sad because the place I buy them uh, quit selling them. Oh, see, I just but, assumed you got them online. Okay. Well, and you can, but Mm -hmm. there was a day spa that I went to and that was what they used to do their facials and they sold Mm -hmm. it there. And so I was like, okay. Um, But they have a different line that this place is now stocking called Emergence. And so I bought this new day cream. So I I like it. I feel like it's protecting my skin and it's a good, I feel like it's also a good moisturizer for putting on makeup like it feels like it also is kind of doing the um the thing that the primer does where it kind of just like protects me and I can put my makeup on top of it so that's awesome so like I use the Pacifica kind and I know that Mm -hmm. I've talked about it on here before but like it's been so long since we talked really about skincare things Mm -hmm. and when I talked about it before it was like one of our first episodes and it was a different kind that I was using and I was using an SPF SPF every day which I you know still do yeah and I had gone to the dermatologist and because I was having like my pores just had like white dots my pores and the dermatologist was like you need to exfoliate it's probably the mattifying like um stuff that you're putting on your face so all this time later this is like two three years later all of a sudden I'm having that problem again and I've been exfoliating um so I don't know if it's time to switch up the and I do I happen to have just run out of the Pacifica um stuff that I was using and what I liked about it though is it's only 35 or something and I'm hardly ever out in the day Mm -hmm. so I just use it like for blue light for you know like just to have it for windows you know whatever um yeah but I think it's time to to switch it up and see what happens because I'm not really into having whatever this blockages that I've got going on yeah 
for sure. Well, and I am outdoors a lot more now than I used to be. Um, when, in the summer, we ride the horses outside. We're not inside the covered arena. Mm. And then trail riding is naturally outside. And then we've been going camping. We've got several camping trips planned. So I actually went on a camping trip a couple of weekends back, just me and my teenager. We didn't know that it was going to be like us together by ourselves all weekend, but my husband got bronchitis and stayed home with the baby. Mm. So me and my teenager went camping and had like a really awesome time. So but in a tent, lots full on of, camping, full on tent, um, like where you have no running water, we're out in the woods. Okay. Um, you have to walk like a quarter mile to use the bathroom. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Not, not my jam, but you t- tell us more. <laughs> it was awesome well and we so this was at country fair so country oh. fair is this huge like music festival yeah craft festival in Oregon and I work there so we camp in the in the on the property with the staff so each crew gets their own camping site and then your whole crew sets up there so we had like a full camping kitchen and like a canopy with like a really nice covered seating area and everybody's there together and bringing snacks and cooking meals. And it's really actually very, very awesome. So we had a really fun time. That's cool. I'm into it. Yeah. 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 Um, it was good. It was a good bonding experience for me. And my yeah, daughter. no, that is cool. And it's cool. And look, I hate camping. You know that I hate <laughs> camping, but I love the idea of camping so much. And I love like, the things that you do when you're camping. Like I love having a fire I love marshmallows on the fire I love you know just sitting around and not having like cell service like I'm so totally into like all of those I'm into the like the naturey bits until the naturey bits like go into your sleeping area or bite you or whatever yeah um so it sounds like it, it sounds really cool I won't yeah. be doing it, but it sounds cool. <laughs> well, and this is fun because you're not just camping and then that's your only activity. Like you're camping, but you know, you walk from your campsite into the fair and there's hundreds of amazing food vendors and all there's, you know, 20 stages. So all different kinds of music and performance things going on, yoga classes happening over there. Um, there's a parade over here people and it's not like gross like burning man or something no I mean I don't know I've never been to burning man and actually my entire I think I haven't either but I because most of my crew is I think most of my crew actually also does burning man and Mm. they love it my husband they've invited me my husband has pulled me back because he's like Heather let's just talk about things you hate hot weather sand mm-hmm. okay so I think we're done are yeah. we done here I mean from what <laughs> like I understand, you're not going to enjoy that <laughs> from what I understand it's mostly like naked dehydrated people on drugs dancing around and then there's like a burning man thing um I think there's a lot like, of different atmosphere I think or something I mean I think there's definitely that but it's um I think lots of different types of people go there's lots of different types of camp just like at country fair and so I think you can 
group up with people who are doing something different that might be more your style because I can guarantee the people that are on my crew are not dancing naked but that doesn't mean just because you're all different people doesn't mean that you don't all have the same kink Oh, I'm just saying, I just spent a whole weekend I'm just, with them I'm at just a place saying. where dancing naked would have been totally acceptable. Country really? Fair is Country all about Fair? going naked. Really? Yeah. I yeah. looked it up on Instagram and it looked very like hippie-ish and chill. Yeah, it's super hippie-ish, super chill. But there are these, there are no clothing regulations that I'm aware of. I don't believe like anyone is literally naked but there's like create creative nudity I would call it so there's women who are topless but have like the full paint deal so you honestly like if you didn't like look direct on wouldn't even maybe notice that they weren't just wearing a super tight shirt or something okay Um, anyway I did see a couple of older men in nothing but a banana hammock but that was only on Sunday so So, (laughs) all right let's let's put this let's shelve this for another (laughs) another year and because like you actually all right we're sort of in line with some things that I want to have come up recently that I want to talk about let's go yeah all right under boob so here's the thing oh because it's why is under boob a thing now why 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 so I Anytime you look online and you see people in bathing suits or even now in like dress up clothes, half their poops are hanging out from the bottom. Now, back in the day, that would, that's like the up, it's the opposite of like the push up bra. It's like the mm-hmm. let it all hang out. Here's your under boob. And they just really don't understand it. And there's not really a lot to talk about here. I just want to say mm-hmm. that I don't understand it and I will never understand it. Like I don't. Kelly, I think it's going to be in the same ballpark as like, I will never understand wearing leggings as pants. Okay. But, but it's just happened. It actually, I was like, okay, this is definitely a fad and it's going to pass. And yet 10 years later, here we are. And Lululemon is a very successful store. So, so I think that people, we wear, just don't I understand. see leggings as pants more now than I used to. Like now yeah, people do it. They, at work they've all infiltrated. The time. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I will say because I have actually purchased some Lululemon um leggings. Aren't there they is like the worst brand though. Like, don't they suck? I only wear them around the house. I mm. you know, they're just comfortable. They don't stay up very well because they don't have like that, like a, a solid like elastic band in the mm-hmm. waist kind of deal, but that makes them way more comfortable. It means mm. you can like pig out at dinner a little bit and still be like chilling in your leggings gotcha. you know? but but they do have like a thickness to the material that creates because my whole thing is like really thin leggings where it literally looks like you're wearing pantyhose mm-hmm. and that as pants is not okay but the little yeah. women's are really thick so okay. they they almost like to me I'm like okay I can almost see these being pants and I have worn them like out but under like a really long tunic top you know, like something yeah. that's maybe too short to wear without pants under it. I mean, but that's my issue with them as pants. My issue with them as pants is that like, I don't want to see like your labia. Like we talked about mm-hmm. this before. Like yeah. I don't need to see your labia. And also I don't think that you should have to like not wear underwear to go out in public. You know, like I feel like underwear should be a thing that you should be able to do if you want to, you know? Um, <laughs> if you want to. 
like I have I have some from motherhood maternity that I got when mm-hmm. I was pregnant and I still wear them and they have like yeah. the they do have the thick strap at the top but they're like mm-hmm. the crisscross kind you know yeah. Yeah. and they are actually like super 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 comfortable even though I am not a leggings person like I kind of forget that I'm wearing them when I wear them but they don't have pockets they're not like I only mm-hmm. wear them around I the like house pockets. I only wear them around the house and only for like a few hours at a time because I find myself changing clothes like constantly, um, depending on like the weather inside my apartment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's not a thing. Okay. So anyway, so under boob, we, we don't get it. All right. We don't get so, it. It's a trend. Here's the question: Is it a summer 2022 trend, or is this? Yeah, I don't think it'll like stick around. No, I don't think it'll stick around because remember how side boob was a thing for a long time? It's not a thing anymore. (laughs) Side boob was totally a thing. We just weren't doing it. Oh my God. Um, But remember how like the only kind of like tank tops used to be like the muscle tanks that used to like have the Mm -hmm. big wide openings and everybody was just like letting it all hang out, which is just crazy to me because really the only people who want to let it all hang out are people with like A cups. Um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this this kind of brings me to unless you've got something else to say about that. There's nothing more so to say here. about underboob. Like, <laughs> what more could you say? We're we're we've exhausted the subject. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Like, hey, um, hey, you guys, if you love the underboob or if you understand it, let us know. If you're please. doing it, if, if you're doing you're it, why are you out? doing it? Because it's like, how can you like? I guess, I guess my thing is like if something's really super comfortable, I don't know. It's just like you raise your hand and there's your boob, you know, like, I don't, I don't get it. So for um, me, like the whole thing. Okay. Cause like I see, you see it a lot with like the bikini tops, right? Okay. Here is my one thing I will say. Okay. I do have something to say. Okay. The whole point of like the thing that's like a piece of fabric going under your boob is because it creates a buffer for the boob sweat. So oh. if you're just putting the bikini right across your flattened chest you're amplifying the skin contact of boob to stomach ratio therefore increasing boob sweat am i wrong i really want to hear from somebody that does this and tell me about the boob sweat first of all it's like you knew that i wanted to talk about bathing suits next i don't know how that (laughs) happened but secondly it's on um, your list (laughs) that would not have even occurred to me um Mm -hmm. but that's why i'm telling you it's only for a cup people like and the thing about A cup people or, or like, I'll say B cup too. Cause I don't even know mm-hmm. how, I don't even know what size that is. I don't even know what that looks like. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Is know. that when you smoosh your boobs, you give the illusion that you actually have bigger boobs mm-hmm. than you do. Now mm-hmm. I thought big boobs were like a thing in the past. I thought like people didn't even want big boobs anymore. Like who wants big boobs? I don't. Like, I'm, you have I'm little ones, donate them. <laughs> you smoosh them up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you know, men are like, whoa, that's like a C cup. Cause men are dumb as shit, you know? And like, they're like, whoa, it's amazing. You know? And then you got this, like, you're, you're creating an illusion. Listening to you're our dumb as shit, but you know, you are, <laughs> you, just, you just are. Oh my God. Uh, and I'm talking about boobs, which is like a thing that makes you dumb, even if you're not already dumb. So like, but it gives the illusion for anyone that you have like a, like there's this perfect shape, you know, everybody wants the perfect shape or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. but we're talking about bathing suits. So to me, the whole purpose of a bathing suit, right. Is like to hold you in 
since you can get into the water and yeah. you're like flopping around. So, and the reason I wanted to talk about bathing suits is that I legitimately can't find, like, I don't even, I don't post baby know how to find a bathing suit. Oh, oh. I'm wearing the same bathing suits I wore, even though they're way too big now. I just, that's all I'm, I'm I didn't have any trying. bathing suits while I was pregnant. I mean, like, yeah. while, look, while I was pregnant, I legitimately wore the bathing suits, the bathing suit I had pre-pregnancy because I wasn't yeah. that big when I was pregnant, but I'm bigger. I have a different shape now than mm -hmm. when I was pregnant. So those bathing suits don't fit anymore. So mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And it's a real problem because like, I want to take my baby to like baby swim classes and you have yeah. to actually have a bathing suit to do that. And like, well, I'm all about a tankini two piece. Yeah, me too. But it's tricky because also like, I don't even know what, like, I don't want to be smooshed in you know what I mean like I just don't even know what size to go for like I don't even know where to begin and with bathing suits you can't really like try them on um you can't really there's still so many places where you can't try clothes on mm -hmm. so, so I just like, really don't know what to do I bought this gorgeous blue like long maxi dress I guess you call it like sundress type of deal and it was so oh, pretty I, love I was those. so excited to wear it to country fair but Marshall's or Ross or wherever I was at that day does not have dressing rooms yet that you can change in so I just bought it and I bought it in my size and it's cut so like I don't know what body type this is cut should, for is it something you should send to me could I wear it I will send it to you. I want a maxi dress so freaking bad and don't even understand where people buy them because it's when I look online, large. which is like, the, send yeah. it to me, girl. It's a size like, large, but I'm telling you, like, it's apparently for somebody who's like very narrow from the hips down. Maybe it is for you. I am very like, narrow from the hips down. Like, like <laughs> the top was big enough and the stomach was big enough. And then suddenly, like, I was supposed to not have anything happening but a maxi dress is supposed to be flowy and it did flow but it was like this one band that just and I'm very wide like I get that I'm probably wider at that spot where a dress hits you like right where your bottom is at its peak like sticking out place I am um, begging you to send me this dress I'm gonna send you this dress because like, I think I'm way I past want the it point I was so gonna return bad. it I'm going to send it to you. And you just tell me if either this is the worst cut dress ever, or is if it, it was just designed sleepless? for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a little sundress. It's serious. You have like, no idea like how badly I want a dress like I'll this, send it but then you. you'll I'm, send it to me and it'll like not fit at all. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I just like, I, cause I'm really good. Actually I've gotten better because of the pandemic. Um, and then I lost a little bit of weight, which made it like a little bit easier yeah, I've been doing really good about picking out clothes that fit me without trying them on. And this was a total miss. So I'll send it to you. It's like sitting over here. Like I am so bad at, at finding clothes that fit me. Yeah. Well, it's just, I'm just not used to having this body type and I don't like, I don't understand it. And so mm -hmm. I really don't even know what I'm looking for. And so like, I like I've started going the next so here's the thing in a lot of things now mediums don't fit me well because mm -hmm. now I have like a gut you know like mm -hmm. a stomach pooch mm -hmm. and but then large so I'll get the large 
but the parts is like way too big and it looks ridiculous. So like nothing mm-hmm. fits me, like nothing fits because yeah. I just have like a totally different body type. And I feel like, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's so stressful. And sh- like, thankfully I just have like enough. I don't know. I really haven't bought clothes in a long time because nothing works. It's been a long time since I bought anything, but it's kind of stressful because I would love to wear like a maxi dress or just like shorts and a tank, but nothing, nothing works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will dig this up. I know it's like over here. I have like a tote where I put all the clothes that I don't look, I'm not going to wear in it. But yeah, I was really devastated because it's like a gorgeous color blue too. So yeah, that is really I'll, upsetting. I will send it to you, and then I and then you'll have to like update us on the podcast, like what happens. I just was like, why is it tight at this part of the dress? Like That's it made so no weird. sense to me. But then I went like a few days later to this like Indian hippie store, and I found this green sundress that's like knee length, size medium totally was not I think I could have tried it on but I was like I am not trying I just am like I want to just grab something and go if it doesn't fit I'll bring it back it fit me perfectly and it's a medium so mm-hmm. help me understand that's like, the thing it's like some things just don't and I think that's what's stressing me out too is that things that used to always fit me because they were like a larger brand don't fit me now but then other I don't know none of it Mm -hmm. yeah none Mm -hmm. of it makes any sense and I wish there was some consistency but I guess that people still care enough about the size that they wear for there not to be any consistency that makes sense yeah because I think that the reality okay so like that dress that's a medium that's not a medium because Mm -hmm. I wear a large before I had a baby I wore a medium and now I wear a large and I'm totally like I'm handling that because I used to wear an extra large. So I'm like, yay, it's just a large, but I don't believe, oh, now I fit into a medium. That dress is just size to make people feel like feel they fit into a medium. <laughs> it's okay. like a feel good dress. It's like torrid, like torrid is like size zero is equals never, a 10. I don't even know what that is. Oh my gosh. Torrid is um, any the plus up. size. Okay, so Torrid is a store at the mall. It's like every mall in the oh, country. Oh, that's why I don't go to the mall. I'm scared I'll yeah. get shot. And it's um, for plus size women, but they resize everything. So I think a 10 equals a zero in their store. So a 12 what? is a two. Whoa. So if you were a size 14, you actually were a size four. So that's really, so that's crazy, but that's like, a total that would mess with your head if then you actually went to like a normal store and you're like oh my god I'm really a size 47 well let me tell you because it actually happened opposite for me because I stumbled into a torrid like 10 years ago by accident Mm -hmm. so I don't even know why I was at the mall because 10 years ago I was not a mall person at all like I have now kind of morphed into more of a mall person Um, although I don't go there all the time or shop there all the time I just do occasionally go to the mall just to clarify. Um, but I was you at the mall. So. <laughs> well, the movie theater's at the mall. So sometimes you're going to see a movie and you got to waste time because the movie doesn't start oh, for an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get that. So, you know, you're like, wait, people go to movies? The mall. I mean, if you say so. Okay. <laughs> I I went to one private, um, we rented the theater type. Oh, yeah, that's like a right. Month ago. Yeah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. So I stumbled into this store and I found this black sleeveless um, 
dress that was a long maxi dress, but it just didn't have any straps, which I always said this dress is one fault was that it didn't just have two. Are you wearing a puppy bowl shirt? No, I am wearing a stripper shirt. Oh, I can only see the top part. Oh, (laughs) I was like, I know this girl loves some puppies. (laughs) Nope. This is for a strip club that was Sorry. in a little tiny town of Drain next door to us um, okay. that operated for a year and then was shut down. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I have no idea what I was talking about. Oh, Malls, so I stumbled into this store. I stumbled into the store and I found this black topless, long maxi dress. Toppin, it was so it beautiful. Called? Torrid. It's like horrid, but with a T. Oh. Like why they would pick <laughs> a word that rhymes with horrid to describe a plus size store. I'm not sure, but that's what they did. So I, but it can be a little bit deceiving because sometimes the tags will have the actual size. So I know when I bought the dress, I bought a size 10 mm-hmm. and it was a little bit big for me. Cause I was like kind of doing an anorexic thing back then probably. So, uh, so I get it home. I cut the tags off and I put it on. And then one day I'm looking at it and the tag says double zero. And I'm like, huh? This dress is not a zero. And I was super confused by that because I'm like, no, um, that's not the size of this dress. Well, I guess like eventually I was talking to some other girl person and was talking to her about it. And she was like, oh, because Torrid is a plus size store. And I'm like, huh? Like it just didn't occur to me that that was a thing. Um, so anyway, so I have like the opposite experience, but the tags do have the regular size on it. So you're, you're not going to get like, I don't think anyone's getting convinced that this is like the real sizes that all the other stores use, but it's just, I think designed to, it's the whole concept is this just a place where plus size women can go and shop and feel comfortable and be like, have the, the bullshit stuff that makes you feel bad about yourself from shopping, like eliminated. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of those is like looking at sizes that are like 18, 24, you know? Yeah. And then the clothes are just all in around. Um, Cause I actually <clears throat> did go shopping there after I had the baby and I was like, okay, thank you. Because the show, clothes are made for people who just don't have perfect body types, you know? And even though I'm like wearing a size 12 now, which is not far off from my original size, not everything at the store at Target in a size 12 is designed for somebody with big hips and, you know, a big butt. Yeah. Torrid is like there for me and is like giving me all the space I need for those things. I I feel you like even like pre-baby when I was like the thinnest I've ever been, Mm -hmm. you know, I have like the the broadest shoulders in the Mm -hmm. world. Like so I have to get like a, like I could, I was, you know, most of my shirts were smalls, but you know, they're still going to fit tight around the, um, like mm. my shoulders or yeah. like my rib cage, my rib cage is really broad too. And so it's just like, it's so hard to figure out what exactly the perfect body type is. And then to, you know, find what store sells clothes opposite that because like whatever the perfect body size is I don't have it it seems like this sizing like we're not talking about men's suits like a men's suit waist size length like and beyond Mm -hmm. that there's you know but at least they get that they get two operating measurements you get we get numbers these arbitrary numbers that in no 32 
is not a made up number. That's the number of inches or mm-hmm. centimeters or whatever. That's like an actual measurement. 32, you know, and waist, that's like the actual number of inches, like in the waist of the pants. But our women's clothes are just like this made up system. And really it should be like much more designed around like for your body type. And you see some stores that I think try to like have different types of jeans. I think for your like, body type is exactly what we need to, and it's also well, but the jeans thing. So let's talk about the jeans thing, mm-hmm. because like for example, I have oftentimes bought curvy jeans, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not curvy, like at yeah. all. Like I go like straight down. I have like hardly any hips. Maybe I have more hips than I used to because well, I had a baby, but like. I'm not curvy at all, but I've always bought the curvy kind because I do have like really muscular legs. And Mm -hmm. so like, it's really hard to find, um, jeans that, you know, cause straight leg are like too tight on my legs. And, you know, so it's like, I would get the curvy jeans because they were the most comfortable. And also because my waist is like, um, it's like wide, you know, Mm -hmm. and like it was always thin pre-baby, but yeah. wide, you know? So like the things that cinch at the waist never worked well for me, even though I had like mm-hmm. abs, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they would just sag on my butt because I got no butt, you know? So it's just like, it's so tricky. I think that women's bodies are just so different, you know, that it's hard to even do it for a body type because even, yeah. you know, no matter what well, your body type is, it's going to be different. And like I wanted to say, because- while I appreciate the, the effort, but you're buying curvy jeans. Okay. I'm curvy. I remember like going down the row and I forget what stores used to do. This was like the gap or I don't know, some of these like stores, but they would have, or target might even, you know, they would have, yeah, the straight leg, the skinny leg, boot cut, um, curvy, uh, slim, I could go down and pick out my size of each one of those jeans, go into the dressing room and be like, these all fit the same. Mm. None of these are made for someone of my body type. Which is also these... crazy because your jeans always look so good on you. But that's through countless effort. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, jean shopping can be months long process yeah. each time. I and actually, I quit wearing jeans probably in my early 20s when I probably quit uh, working with horses I quit wearing jeans and I remember even you were wearing jeans the last time I saw you in Portland yeah but because I'd started back I'm okay. trying to they talk just about look a, so cute on you a timeline <laughs> here oh, <laughs> but like okay. from early 20s to like probably my mid-30s I don't think I maybe even owned more than one pair of jeans. And if I did, it was just in case I was like going somewhere where that was really the only appropriate thing. But because I was so frustrated mm-hmm. by how jeans fit me, how difficult it was to find jeans that were like, I could find jeans that fit and looked cute, but are they comfortable when I sit down? Can I breathe in them mm-hmm. when I'm sitting down or if I eat a meal? Yeah. Because a lot of times the jeans don't give you room. Like I'm much bigger sitting down around the waist. Right. I am standing up. And that's the thing. Like I always, like, I feel like people are always talking, not always talking, but I have gotten comments about how like my jeans are too big for me, you know, Mm -hmm. or like sag or like whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but if I get jeans, like if I get jeans that fit me so that they're comfortably, 
they're going to sag a little bit, you know, because I can't do those jeans that are like, you have to suck in to like, just be standing in them. I don't yeah. understand the purpose of wearing clothes like that. And I did so. dress like that in like middle school. Mm-hmm. I think I remember. you remember because I got really <laughs> yeah. self-conscious about my body and my yeah. grandmother would even be like, Heather, why don't we go a size up? But I was so obsessed with, no, I can't be bigger than this size because mm. the girls in my class were a size zero or a size two and I'm already in a size 10 this is crazy like no I'm not going to get a size 12 I'm going to fit in these size 10 jeans like what's so weird about that is that like it never makes sense to me either like because Mm -hmm. when I when I am talking to someone and they're like now granted this conversation doesn't happen in a decade you know people don't talk about this anymore or no one in my circle does Mm -hmm. I'm talking to someone talking about jeans oh yeah and I'm a size zero or I'm a size two and blah 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 blah. I'm like now wait a minute you are like the same size as me or bigger how is it even possible like the the smallest I've ever been is a six and I was like really 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 thin like really Mm -hmm. thin and there is no (laughs) way Like absolutely no way, like maybe an arm of mine could fit in a zero, you know, Mm -hmm. like I do not understand. Like I remember having a trainer, like a personal trainer who was a zero and Heather, there's just no way. Like, I don't know who was making her clothes for her, but I'm like, she, and not because she was fat, she had a great body. She was just super muscular and had a big old yeah. booty because she worked on it so hard. Like that girl did more squats than like anybody I can possibly imagine, like totally jealous, but like, there's no way she was fitting that booty in a zero. Like it just yeah. wasn't happening. So I'm just like, it's always a, like, I don't know, just a way to keep, keep each other down. I think. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think there should be like, because I think there's so much stigma like now that I'm older I I've let go of so much stuff but I'm going to tell you having to like if you're in a a a kid social group where they're ordering t-shirts and everybody's ordering a small and you're ordering a large yeah that feels bad Mm -hmm. and like why can't it just be like I I just feel like um that it wouldn't matter because in reality you want clothes that are comfortable Mm -hmm. you know and like I said when I after I had the baby I had to accept that for me to be comfortable I have to put on an extra large and I'm just gonna have to like get over I mean I had so much judgment and thoughts about the word extra in front of the word large and that like maybe as a sleep shirt is the only place I would even allow those two words to be near my wardrobe Mm -hmm. and that's just stupid like Mm -hmm. the whole thing is so stupid you know and um and now I'm just really glad that I can like just get close and occasionally okay like when we went to Las Vegas last year for my birthday none of the clothes in Las Vegas that were sized extra large fit me at all they were all fitting me like larges and I was literally just like so angry because I'm like you're telling me I have to buy like a 2X or a 3X to be comfortable? Like, I'm just not going to buy the the club, you know? I'm not going to yeah. even buy it. Because like now you're messing with my mind because like I'm, I'm accepting the extra large, but like this is taking it too far. And so, yeah, the sizing thing just 
Like I think there should be a better way. There should be a way. It should be based on actual measurements. You should buy a shirt that is 30 inches around, 40 inches long with the sleeves at whatever, 10 inches around. That's stressful too, though. And let me tell you why, because, all right, if you go, all right, you know how you go to like a t-shirt, you go to wherever you are and they like sizing chart. Here's your sizing chart. Mm -hmm. These are the measurements. Well, so they never make any sense to me because my waist in actual inches, if I measure it at my waist, which, you know, everyone's going to measure it at a different part of their waist, because what really is a waist, especially for people like me who don't have cinched in waist, I have a wide waist. So my waist measures like a size, you know, 70, I don't even know what sizes (laughs) are. (laughs) But I haven't been, I was a size like six or eight, you know? So that didn't make any sense to me. That never made any sense to me. Like the bras that I wear that are like the right size, never measure what the bras on the websites, you know, with the Mm t-shirts or whatever on them. So So that would have to be shady math going on. That would have to be improved. Because yeah, I've I've been doing this thing where like, you know, cause I've been ordering t-shirts online and doing the sizing guide and I'm like, okay, I, I really want to use this. The, this tool is here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried, especially now, especially lately. And it just does not work the way that yeah. I want it to. So I think we should, we should take that project on. I think we need to revolutionize the way sizes are measured and then how that information is disseminated to the public and then become bazillionaires yes and then do it okay this is a perfect plan oh should we take a break yeah let's take a quick break and then we can come back and jump on to our next topic okay sounds good okay so this kind of relates, but I don't want to tell you like how it relates because then okay. I'm just being a horrible person. <laughs> oh no. All right. So well, there are two things that I want to talk about. I know okay. I'm like totally hijacking this podcast, but there are so it. many things that have come up, you know? So I've been talking about legal cases for months oh, yeah, now to hijack this podcast and save us from. All right. So I'll me. come in here with like the frothy stuff all right so playgrounds I've been spending a lot of time at playgrounds yes you know most of the people at playgrounds that I think are moms are not moms they're nannies you know like wow like I had this whole I'm you know going to this the playgrounds and I'm like wow all these moms are like so freaking fit man like (laughs) what is happening with me and then I get like I start talking to them and not moms. <laughs> They're not moms. <laughs> um, but so here's the thing that's really—I <laughs> just don't understand. Why? Why would you wear a midriff and like a tiny little skirt to the playground? Why? Why though? Like why? I don't know. Because as a nanny, I'm. But even as a nanny, like who you meet in there? Like, 
are you really trying to find like the one single dad or something that is at the park? Because there are those one single dads who like go and they push the stroller with one hand because it would be, God forbid, like too unmanly or whatever. So use two hands to push their baby in a stroller. Um, But it's really bugging me out. Like these moms at the playground are one, not very nice. The Mm. nannies are lovely. Mm. Not very nice. They stick to themselves or there are little groups of people. Like I do not understand Mm. how these people make friends probably on Facebook um and like they're wearing just I don't understand I just don't understand I don't understand so I feel bad sometimes just even going to the playground because I look I feel like I have to dress up to take my baby <laughs> to the playground so oh my I feel like god I have to like what is this playground you're going put to on makeup so, okay and here's another thing about the playground so it's crazy hot here but on top Mm -hmm. of it being crazy hot the worst part is that it's incredibly humid Mm -hmm. um so you know I'll like usually walk around the park in with the stroller and then like go and let my baby play on the swings or something okay well by the time we get to the swings I am like drenched like I Mm -hmm. am sweltering you know Mm -hmm. And not a single mom on that playground is sweating. Am because I they're the spraying, only person? Let me tell you what's happening here, Kelly. They're coating themselves in Aquanet hairspray so as to not sweat. Because that's actually a thing that what? women in the South do. Yes. What? Wait, what? <laughs> so I just learned about this recently because of what? rodeo rodeo culture. Like, I learned way more. I needed to know about things. So these girls I'm, and I'm just guessing here about your playground people but I just learned okay. this so I want to share it with you so okay. you'll watch and I don't know if you've ever seen a rodeo or no. anything but like <laughs> barrel racing so you see these girls and they're yeah. decked out there's all these dress codes and about being in the rodeo first of all but then it's like a beauty contest so mm. they are in like 10 pounds of movie makeup their hair perfectly curled and down long down hair and they're in texas and it's 120 degrees outside right and they're racing in the sun on a horse they coat themselves in aquanet to literally block their pores. i can't even imagine how bad this is for you to block their pores from sweating so that they have this perfectly like dry complexion all the time and i'm like nothing in the world there is no beauty standard in the world that would make me put aquanet on my skin so right but I do kind of I'm a little curious but Kelly I'm telling you that I'm, this might be your answer you I just well, coach yourself in aquanet. I mean because I really do sometimes wonder if this is why they're not talking to me because I'm like sweating, sweating. and it's always like around my hairline you know on my face and yeah. maybe they're just dabbing you know or maybe mm-hmm. it's because they're wearing midriffs and and you know little you know teeny tiny tiny skirts or whatever maybe they take beta blockers and they're all dehydrated you know what like who knows I just know that like I am just oozing sweat like it's so disgusting and Mm. I just don't understand it I really am like the only person sweating there I'm the only person sweating there and I'm not like going through menopause like there's nothing crazy it's 95 degrees outside (laughs) no one's sweating but me 
I don't get it. I'm, it's so confusing. And it's again, one of those things that just makes me feel bad about myself. Like maybe I'm not, I'm not sitting around stressing about it, but you know, (laughs) while I'm there, I feel gross, you know? Yeah. And I also want to teach you something about parents. Okay. So when you become a new parent, you Mm -hmm. think I'm in the club. We're all in this together. Yes. You have kids. I have kids. We're at the park. We should be friends. We should at least be cordial and and entertain ourselves Mm -hmm. while our children, because TV and cartoons and movies would lead you to believe that that's how parents are. Yeah. Like I thought that I would get my mom friends. That's not how it is in the parenting world. It is the hunger games and there's only so many resources to go around and they are not on your team they are clawing and scratching and trying to survive and get ahead and have the best kid and be the best mom and I don't even know but I'm telling you they're not on your team like every now and again and over the years of being a parent I've had many 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 awkward birthday parties and park experiences. And I've been the outcast mom. I was the hippie mom. And even in Oregon, I couldn't get a break being the hippie mom. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like I got it in South Carolina, but even in Oregon, I could not break in to this whole thing. And then let me tell you another secret. Your best bet is if the parents have children that are exactly the age of your kids, because if you have kids that are younger, so people with like newborns for your age group right now, or anyone over a year, those are not your people. Don't want anything to do with me because they're just like, Oh, look at the baby. Look, you're such a baby. And I'm like, but their parents feel the same way. Like, (laughs) like literally, like I'm looking back at like kids, your age. And I'm like, you need to just step, you need to just step back. Like, we do not want to play with your kid. Your kid is not even a year old. Your kid cannot talk. Your kid is, your kid is throwing sand at my kid. Get, get your kid away from me. <laughs> and See, then I like four-year-old kids, moms. I'm like, you're, you're too big. You're too rough. Like you need to get your kid away from me. Like you can only play with kids that are exactly the same age and, and they have to perceive that you're in similar social statuses right so basically I'm never gonna find a mom friend it's not happening no I I learned long ago and it was crazy because as you might have noticed at my wedding I had accumulated like two or three these were mom friends okay and I'm just gonna leave it at that like those were (laughs) difficult friendships in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and I'm not even friends with any of those people now which is so weird because like everybody in my wedding is like not our I feel like that's most people's weddings though to be honest with you at least most weddings that I've been to and I will tell you that all the weddings that I have been in or been a part of I don't even know those people anymore yeah yeah no we have like arch enemies on like Chris's groom side now not all of them but there's some that are like literally like arch enemies and I've like totally like one of my bridesmaids was my stepson's ex-girlfriend oh the one who was at your wedding yeah yeah she was so lovely I still follow her on Instagram she's actually getting married wow cool Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's cool, actually cool. A really, she's, I'm probably friendlier with her than with my own bridesmaids that were like my friends. Well, of course, I mean, that's not true about everybody. I mean, I'm still mm-hmm. friends with um, some of the people, but the Oregon friends, I mostly have separated paths with because you, you had, we found a couple of each other that were like, we have this thing in common where our kids went to the same 
preschool and were the same age. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we all smoked cigarettes and drank alcohol. So we mm. had something. So we're like, hey, this could this could work out. You know, we'll take turns bringing all the kids to different people's houses and they can play and we can drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, but you've got to do your you know like decompression parenting thing and it was really mm-hmm. nice to have like a little tribe of like yeah because everybody had different stuff in their backyard oh this friend's got a pool we have the trampoline you know that friend has whatever the cool tree house or something so yeah I mean but, that is one thing I've noticed too is that like if you don't have anything like physically to offer people you know or like you're not in business mm-hmm. if you don't have something to offer then no one's interested in just like being your friend even just being your friend or playing with your kid or having anything to do with you like it is really you're yeah. right it's like so a this really go around mm-hmm. it, that's how it feels like I remember for so many years just having like all these warm and fuzzy feelings because I spent a lot of time at the park with my oldest kid and just th- thinking like I'm not trying to make like a best friend like hang out and go to dinner with I'm like can we just and when we see each other at the park sit and chat like no it was just so difficult and so you know I just realized like let this go around I I just don't care I'm not I have no friends I'm fine with it my baby has no friends her age but she goes to preschool and she sees kids there so you know but yeah it it's it's you think you're going to be, but that's the thing. You think you're going to be part of this club. You think like all these years, the mom sitting at the park glaring at you and you're walking your dog or you and your boyfriend walking together without a kid that they're finally going to accept you. And, and they're, they, they're they are not. just going to continue acting the way they always acted. They're the same moms you know, doing the yeah. same mom things. And I mean, to always. be fair, like so. the thing is, is that on the rare occasion that a mom is like super nice and she's probably not a mom she's probably a nanny on the rare occasion that one of these people is like really nice or says hello or you know blah blah you know starts a conversation or something I'm so taken aback and surprised Mm -hmm. by it that I'm probably not like nice you know I'm probably kind of standoffish (laughs) because like I remember we were walking the other day and the whole time we were walking we're like how come everybody's so mean like why is everybody so mean and then we start walking back toward the playground there's one mom and she's got this kid who's quite a bit older than ours it's like five or six or something like that and she's you know just says hey how are you you know just something like really lovely she's just so lovely and we were like (laughs) hi you know it's just like, I can know, completely picture this like it was like we got totally hit by a ball or something you know <laughs> like wait what yeah and she's like okay what's and then I felt really bad people like, they've never been chase her down <laughs> nobody's ever said hello to them before so don't mind like, them I mean it was just and that is how I feel all the every time that it happens because it's just so rare so rare so I actually despise people talking to me out in public it's my I'm actually good at small talk but I hate having to do it and so anytime I encounter like a friendly talkative person I'm like oh 
God, what's the quickest way I can get out of this situation? That's how my husband is. I'm actually opposite of that. Like I'm mm. totally fine with talking to random people, but I need to be mentally prepared for it. Like I need to know that mm-hmm. it's coming. So if someone just randomly talks to me, I'm I'm not in my zone yet. And then by the time I'm in my zone, you know, it's taken me. It's like, you know what, Heather? I'm really funny. But it takes me a minute to be funny. And by the time I've like thought the funny thought, the person's gone and yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. So I'm really funny to, you know, in my own circle of me. But when people hey. are around, people are just too fast for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really slow. I don't like people. I, just, <laughs> I mean, I like them fine at a distance, but I'm, you know, cause it's, and it's interesting. Cause I'm like in my natural state, I'm an introvert. I was clearly an introverted kid. I do have this one gene that makes me like performance oriented. So I enjoy performing for I'm people, the same I, way. but I don't enjoy casual interaction mm-hmm. with them. Like at yes. my job, I interact with people, but there is a specific situation a problem I'm trying to solve to interact with them that's totally different than just oh hi how are you mm-hmm. and then like I mean I was raised by grandparents so I'm a, like a, I'm a master at discussing the weather you know and these like bullshit topics but I hate it so See, I'm really so I'm usually really bad at small talk yeah uh but I'm shockingly good with people mm-hmm. um <laughs> but I don't really like people. So that's yeah. like, that's the problem, you know, like I'm really in my, my husband's like totally opposite. Like he, you know, kind of gets nervous and whatever around people or whatever. I'm, I can have like, a I can get to, I can know someone's entire life story in 10 minutes if I'm mm-hmm. out, but I can't talk about the weather. I can't do the small talk thing. And so that's why I'm bad in like typical social situations, like a dinner party or whatever, because if we're talking about like, just you know, random crap. I can't do, I can't even fake it. I can't pretend or like, I'll start to, and then I'm just like, no. Kelly's like, so tell me about any child abuse you experienced. (laughs) Trauma. Do you have any trauma? Oh my gosh. Really? Like, let's talk about that all night long. Oh, Oh your dad's dead too. Yes. Cool. Part of the team, you know, like I'm so good at that. And you know, that's like, I can totally see that. I, this is so off the wall, but like, I remember going out with two high school friends when I lived in LA and like, you know, obviously we're not from LA, but we all live there. Yeah. And it was such a weird group to be going Mm -hmm. out with. The three of us had absolutely nothing in common, except that we went to high school together. And I just, I, so we're just sitting there and I was like, so do you believe in ghosts? Like what's the, (laughs) let's talk which I thought was a perfectly normal topic of conversation, but nope, nope, not a winner, apparently. Like, not a winner. No, you should not talk about that around people. People are just not into it, I guess. But you know what? It's just because they were the wrong people. They were not the right people. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are plenty of people that so would be speaking into that. of friends, I can kind of connect. I can do a, like a, a circle around here thing because I, I can tell you, I think, Kelly, I think I found friends. I'm what? so excited. I'm jealous. Like, where's the funny people? Who are they? I did it by accident. They were there all along, but we just hadn't been in a friend context. So, like, I'm getting really I was jealous so- of you, like, <laughs> of these people. What's happening? Tell me so, more. So, like, I told you I had my like drinking and smoking buddies, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. I quit 
drinking in 2019, 2018, 2017. I forget. Anyway, and then naturally I just kind of quit smoking because smoking and drinking went together. And like, it was like obvious pretty quickly that like, it was very difficult to hang out with my original group. Mm -hmm. Because like, why would I want to sit there while other people are drinking and smoking when those Mm -hmm. are the two things that I enjoy doing, but I'm like actively trying to quit doing. So I was like, okay, I'll take a break from my friends, which just kind of turned into like a permanent break that everybody seemed totally fine with. Like, nobody was like, Heather, we miss you. So we're all good. Well, I had joined this group doing the country fair mediation, but we haven't even seen each other in two years. And we've been doing these Zoom meetings, but then we all went camping and I was just like hanging out with them. And I'm like, I have so much in common with these people. They enjoy doing the same things I enjoy doing. They enjoy the same kind of music I enjoy. They're not the crazy people out there dancing naked and acting. Cause that's like, I was like, okay, we're going to find out if like these people are really on my level. Cause we're going to country fair. Like if they start acting crazy, I'm going to be like, okay, that's not my scene. But no, they were just their totally normal selves at country fair doing the country fair things. And nobody's like doing tons of drugs or drinking excessively or acting crazy. Like, and all the like conversations were super like relevant and deep and it wasn't the small talky type stuff and stuff I cared about and like when I talked about something they seemed really interested and cared about what I was talking about and I was like I think I have friends that are actually like the right group like for the first Hmm. time in my life I think I actually have a group of people that are like on the same page as me and that feels really awesome you're gonna have to update us on this to see if this we'll see we'll see if Mary Woodland continues yeah because uh I just don't know I if that's if that's real then I'm gonna be pretty impressed because I just really don't hope so but you know like the thing is Heather and I don't think we're still gonna be like the kind of friends that like hang out all the time which is not what I'm even looking for but like which I don't think is real either one of the people in the group like one of the people in the group is like a rose garden expert like he has the best rose garden of anyone ever and so I was just like wanting to just talk to him a little bit about my rose garden I was like sharing with my experience and he was like I'd really love to come out and help you with the rose garden and see it and I'm like that's like such a friendly thing to do (laughs) who would do that so we'll see we'll see I'll I'll update you I need more information later um but it feels like a good start because I mean I've actually known all of these people for I mean some of them I've known for 10 11 years Mm -hmm. but only in a professional context because we all work together they were at my internship um they were supervisors or supervisors of supervisors and things like that um so not friend level at all but, uh, but yeah, I mean, now I don't work there. So it's a completely different type of dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like, I know that I really desperately want parent friends. I know that we want couple friends, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I just don't know how much I have to give right yeah. now. And I don't know. I don't even know if I could have a conversation with, you know, some rando person right now. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. even know what I have to talk about with someone who isn't already a built-in person 
Yeah. So and the problem with here's my problem, and not to say this is your problem, but the problem I've always had is like people would find me and want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. And I'd always be like, oh, like this has happened multiple times over the last 15 years. And I'd be like, oh wow, this person wants to be my friend. And come to find out a year or two or however many years later. They really just were using me. They were in a terrible place and they needed someone to help them. And for whatever reason, I was just in the right place at the right time and then was friendly back to them thinking, oh, we're being friends. But in reality, no, they just were honestly trying to use me. I mean, and sometimes with parent friends, that means a single mom using you for childcare. Mm -hmm. That has happened a few times. She would call me up and say hey what are you doing tonight and I'm thinking she wants to hang out so I'd be like oh nothing what are you doing oh cool um yeah my friend's band is playing and I was just curious if like my kid could come sleep over but then you're like trapped Mm -hmm. so you're like okay so I learned quickly when she called to ask what I'm doing tonight I would be like I don't know what's going on Because sometimes she was calling to hang out, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times it was like a setup to nail me into childcare. Because if I've got nothing going on, then why wouldn't I let her kid come over? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really ever have that just because I don't really have that much to give. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. The thing that I get is people really, really, really have always liked telling their stories to me and trying to get advice from me. Um, and really wanted me to be their therapist or their life coach Mm. for free. Uh, and so they would just like, people like dump on me all the time. Mm. And then when they're going and then when they're actually like not going through a bunch of stuff, I don't hear from them at all. You know, Mm -hmm. it's only when like their life is completely crazy and they're like super stressed out or whatever that they want to talk to me for five hours a day, every day. And then I don't hear from them at all. And I certainly, you know, can't talk to them about like what's going on with me. Yeah. I've definitely had a couple of friends like that. And actually a few back in South Carolina, that was part of why I left. Cause I was like, this is so unhealthy for me. And I don't even know I'm too, I was too young to even understand, like, how do you end a friendship? Now I know. I've ended multiple friendships, but I'm terrible at ending friendships. Like I don't want to. So like, I guess this is going to start getting more sobering and then I don't really want to talk about like whatever, but anyway, I'm terrible at ending friendships. I just ghost people. And it's something that I'm really trying to get better at because, well, because it's like, it's one thing to just cut people off that really desperately need to be cut off, you know? And that like, can't don't have the capacity to have a conversation about why the friendship is ending or you know whatever Mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm just cutting so many people off lately and like I just don't I mean they're all valid cutoffs for the most part but like it's just become my go-to to just like totally ghost people and it just feels like I'm reverting like the older I get, I'm just, that's not growth, you know? So I have to figure out a new way to get rid of people in my life, like toxic people in my life. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a broke up email one time explaining that I had tried to set clear boundaries and that 
even after being very clear to that person about my boundaries, that they continued to run them over and that I really thought that it was best for me, for us to not be friends, at least for now. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's, and, real, that's a great thing to do. I don't know. If, mm-hmm. Like, I and don't she took think it I really well. That. I was so scared because I was like, I, I'm practicing healthy boundaries and I'm scared. Um, she took it really well. She responded back like with a really polite message. I'm like, I totally understand. Um, and then like some years went by and she did reach out and ask me if I wanted to go to lunch. And I think, you know, over many, many years, we've had a couple of lunches and a couple of dinners and she came out once to the farm with her family, you know, and brought her husband and kid. Mm-hmm. And we've been cordial, but um, we've never been besties again, you mm-hmm. know, and that's continues to be the right decision for me. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, it felt really good. Um, again, was really scared how she was going to respond to it because I'd never done anything like that before. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really mature. Mm-hmm. but the problem with ghosting her was that she just dropped by my house all the time that was actually the boundary she was crossing oh so there was no ghosting her like I see <laughs> I was going I to have just, to be direct yeah and honestly like it's not like ghosting is really that big of an issue it's just that I don't want lots of people in my life that I would feel awkward speaking to I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with ghosting people. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think there's times where it's important for people to understand why you're not going to be answering their phone calls or messages. Yeah. Um, I and think I think there's times just... where it seems like you, they wouldn't notice either way. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think that in, in a lot of my circumstances, it's more like a mutual ghosting, you know, like I think mm-hmm. things are not working. And instead of having like an adult conversation about it, it's just like, all right, well, this is it. We're yeah. done. All right. So we're on our way to wrapping things up, but as we're coming to a close, I think what's better way to end a hot girl summer episode than with some celebrity gossip? Exactly. And what's more hot girl summer than JLo and Ben Affleck? Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think it gets more. So we've come full circle. So they got married, Heather. Again. It's the first time. They didn't marry the first time? No, they were. They just dated. That's what I want to talk about. That's okay, I don't even know. So you can see how uneducated I am. So I just look. I don't know them. I really genuinely want this to work for them. I really do, because at this point, there's not a lot left, you know, like mm. not a lot left. But it has occurred to me following this this saga that. The reason that they split up 20 years ago was because he cheated on her. Really? And then he went on to marry Jennifer. Oh my gosh, I forgot her name. Anyway, mm-hmm. the other Jennifer, who was like, this, she's lovely. She's so mm-hmm. lovely. Jennifer Garner? Jennifer Garner. Yay, oh look God. at me. Look at you knowing a celebrity. <laughs> So, and then he cheats on Jennifer Garner Mm. with a whole bunch of people. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's like a whole sitch. Wow. She goes on to marry Mark Anthony, have two Mm -hmm. kids, then be with A-Rod. They would break up. Why, Heather? Because he cheats on her. So. Why would you cheat on J-Lo? That's just crazy. Because men cheat on it. Like, so I think that she is like the type who like she literally is only people only with people who cheat on her and it's like Mm -hmm. all even like that nobody she was dating like cheated on her and I feel like she probably gets so she's she doesn't seem to be great at picking the dudes right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have a feeling that when they are with her they are like well if I can't make it with you I just can't make it like I can't and I feel like that's probably what she's getting from Ben Ben is probably like we were supposed to be together we were the best like we were the best team like we're perfect Mm. for each other and if I can't make this work with you I just can't make it work and she's like oh Benny like I know you know I mean like I can just imagine this situation and so I can only like I just I really hope it works for them, Heather. Yeah. I do. Because like in the in the real world, this is never going to work. In the real yeah. world. But that's the thing. Like guys like that, it's not, they're never going to be satisfied. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're never going to be satisfied. And I think like the prettier, the cooler, the whatever the woman they're with is, they're with is, it makes them feel worse about themselves. I think it's usually guys who have serious like, real like self-esteem issues and so Mm. they you know act out or whatever and so like I think they usually cheat with really kind of not so great you know just rando people um wow because they don't feel like good enough for the person that they're with and so they like start dumpster (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um but I yeah, love your like, I just, celebrity relationship analysis. I, like this well, could be a full-time career for you. We've been watching this for like 20 years. Like we've been so watching true. this situation happen. And I actually like feel so bad for Jennifer Garner because, you know, like we're calling these people Benefer. And granted, yeah. Jayla was first, but at the same time, he has like three kids or something with Jennifer Garner and they were together really? for years. And she like, she was the one who would like pick him up and take him to rehab, even when they weren't together anymore. Like oh when he goodness. would, cause he's like a total alcoholic and you know, yeah. she would pick up his shit for him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine what it's like to have everyone just like rooting for him and JLo and like oh they're the perfect couple they're the perfect couple when like mm. I mean clearly he and Jennifer Garner are the perfect couple because it didn't work out but yeah it just I would that would really really mess with my ego you know if that if, if that yeah. happened to me and I'm sure she's way above it she seems way above everything like I'm she's probably perfect but I don't know. I'm just really interested in a totally superficial way to see how the saga plays out. Like, I will be amazed if this is her last, if this is JLo's last engagement slash wedding. I mean, yeah. hasn't she been married like four times now? I have no idea. I, I mean, maybe a fourth I, time is a charm. I don't I know. I don't even. I knew she married Mark Anthony. I have no idea who Mark Anthony is or anything. And it was really big less. in like the late 90s for a minute. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, you know, I just don't care about celebrity couples at all. I mean, there's like the occasional, like super cute little couple where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love it for you guys. But it always like, then the E! True Hollywood story comes out, you know, and it's like, it was the worst marriage ever. Mm -hmm. They were super abusive. They were, you know, both strung out on heroin or something. And it's like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. So I just don't believe anything that you see in entertainment media because I feel like it's all just entertainment, entertainment. Yeah. It's not about showing people's real relationships. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. It's not that we're entitled to that information anyway. No. And, and really no one's really that interested. Uh, But it's like really fun to talk about. Oh yeah, really no, I love talk about. I love a little celebrity. And I will tell you, gossip. like, I'm always fascinated by the men that J Lo picks because they really are just <laughs> special. Yeah, special. There's, there's some kind of complex happening there. That, there's um, never been a matchup really with like J Lo's power alter ego person. Well, like, I think that that's what people thought that A Rod was. But mm. I have never understood A-Rod. And A-Rod is one of those Pete Davidson people. I have no idea who he who, is. I only know him because he's dated all these famous women. He dated Madonna. Yeah. yeah. He dated somebody else before he dated J-Lo. Um, like he has gotten around and I don't understand because I find him to be one of the most unattractive men I've ever seen in my entire life. And he's just a baseball player. I mean, no baseball is not Would even like a, a sport that takes skill, right? I mean, you catch a ball, you hit a ball and you run. You, can, you don't even have to do that you can just like you know what's the thing where you bunt or something <laughs> I don't care for baseball I can say this I've played baseball it really well I mean you look at baseball players on the field and they're not like tip top you know what I mean yeah, like they're they not in the be. best they condition because be. you don't have to be because you don't have to be so it's just of all the people that you could pick I, yeah, I, don't, I, just, I don't know it's fascinating I'm trying me. to even think who would be like a power oh remember she did he did he too yeah that felt like okay I can I can make sense that made sense see that would have been maybe well, like and a, I think too that's kind of what people felt about her and Mark Anthony because like Mark I would Anthony have imagined her not... with an with a musician but well, like an equally a, as famous to, musician but that's what i'm saying mark anthony is not that famous no here, not at all here yeah, but in wherever he's from somewhere else i genuinely don't know i was like, like i'm sure I any know, any I, country i name it this moment's gonna be racist so i'm just gonna not say anything because i don't know where he's from i don't know where he's from either when and you know what's Puerto Rico? funny about that is that i would be willing to pay money that he's from the u.s Oh my gosh, um, I'm going to have to Google this now. I think that we should. Keep talking. I'm going to Google this. Um, <laughs> so we've power been duo. Enough. I really <laughs> do think that people thought they were a power duo. Yeah. Even though, oh my gosh. Okay, we can't even end on Benefer because that's not even really that interesting. So really? speaking of Latinos and scandals. Yes, he was born in New York City. See, just like Jerry Lowe. <laughs> Okay, um, go ahead. So, like, have you heard this Ricky Martin thing happen? So, I've caught 
because I, you know, it had the word domestic violence in it. So, I mean, I, yeah, the allegations were that he was in a relationship with his 21 year old nephew nephew, Nephew. Mm -hmm. and that Ricky Martin was domestically abusing him. And because they were having sexual relations, it was also incestuous and he was looking at like 50 years of prison, but Mm then out of the blue, the nephew comes out and says, it's all a lie. What? I have not heard that part because I am not caught up on my gossip Mm. podcast this week. So my question is, did he get paid off? Because, because why, why would you even come out and say something that crazy? Well, so Ricky Martin says that like, he is not like right in the head. Mm -hmm. Mm, Okay. But Ricky Martin's okay. And I only know like part of this, this is like something I so shouldn't be talking about because I just kind of know random stuff. Um, Ricky Martin's former lawyer or publicist or something got fired. Mm -hmm. All right. This is all just like, I'm just kind of making half this up. And before that happened, she had said, something's coming around the bend that could end your career like something's coming up now if she knew that something was Mm. coming up and she knew that there was something actually wrong with the nephew and that he wasn't quite right in the head or that he was a little off or you know tall you know tail or I don't think that would she would have said that because your career is not going to end over somebody that is like you know can be yeah, proven let to me be tell not you, completely mentally stable. Let me tell you about how the Dateline news report in five years might look. Okay. Like if, if somebody, if you were in a relationship and then your nephew came out uh, and, and with a restraining order against you, making all these allegations, and then you paid him off and you just told the media got some problems yeah yeah he says crazy things we we really want him to get the help uh that he needs that's how you would spend that so I don't know at this point who to believe because Mm. it's not that it's impossible that this nephew doesn't have mental problems and didn't come out and just lie for attention but I'm going to need more evidence because right now I'm saying to me, it still splits down the middle because if you were exposed for being an incestuous domestic abuser, then I'm pretty sure you would do whatever and say whatever you had to do to fix that as quickly as possible. And calling the guy crazy would be a good way to do it. What's so weird is that like the last time I checked, Ricky Martin was married. And had a bunch of kids. Mm, now that I doesn't don't mean anything, anything about that doesn't Ricky mean anything. But what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying is what I was understanding about these allegations was that Ricky Martin was in a very open relationship with this nephew. And then it ended like he was single mm-hmm. and in a relationship with this nephew. But the last time I checked, he was still married to and he has like kids with some dude. Um, but I could be totally wrong. The only reason I brought up Ricky Martin though, is that I was Mm -hmm. going to say to you, even though I think that a lot of people felt like Mark Anthony and JLo were a power couple. I did not feel like Mark Anthony was even as famous as 
Ricky Martin and Ricky Martin's like not famous yeah. at all anymore. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, like my, so I was talking to my teenager about Ricky Martin and my teen in this situation. And my teenager's like, who is Ricky Martin? And I'm like, um, at the end of Shrek, one of the Shrek movies, they do live in La Vida Loca is like the end song. That's Ricky Martin. Like that's his only possible connection to understanding who this person is. <laughs> He's Which not is hilarious because I remember when Ricky Martin was like huge and how it was like, a, isn't it crazy? You know, it's so crazy that um, we're constantly like thinking, oh, we're moving backward as a society. We're moving backward as a society. You know, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Like things are horrible, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one thing to remember is that when we were in high school, Ricky Martin couldn't come out as gay because that would have ruined his career. Yeah. And that is how different the world is now. You know, like that's yeah. really that wasn't that long ago Heather you know that like I know you legit could not like just be gay without your whole world ending like that's crazy it's crazy to me that that was just like 20 years Mm -hmm. ago yeah yeah absolutely so anyway I can't find anything Mm -hmm. more on this but it seems like if they were in a relationship other people would have known I so either Ricky Martin's paying everybody to be quiet or somebody's going to come out and I think we'll hear more about this or it'll be totally squashed and we'll never know but I was so weird totally taken aback by the initial allegations and like I said I don't see anything that definitively proves that this nephew was telling the truth or that this nephew is lying that we can see right now. The only thing that's happened is the nephew filed a restraining order. It was granted. Then they went back for the follow-up hearing where Ricky Martin can contest it. He contested it. And the nephew basically is like, no one has pressured me to say this, but I want to dismiss it, which is exactly what somebody says when you they've been pressured to mm-hmm. dismiss something. So. so weird. It's all so weird. Yeah. But like Ricky Martin, like I just would not have And forgot he even guessed. existed until this court case happened. So I mean he randomly pops up here and there. I don't know I why. Even I can't tell you why. Thing. But like <laughs> it's just I just I don't know. So weird. I feel yeah. like there was even like another person that fit into this whole saga that I wanted to talk about. Um, but now I can't remember who it is. I just, there are so many people that I don't know. Entertainment is such a small little world. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you brought up the Ricky Martin thing. Cause I actually wanted to talk about that, but then the news reporting just went kind of dead on it. So there wasn't much to say because mm-hmm. nothing else has come out since this restraining order was dismissed. So that's kind of what happens with, with celebrity news. It's really interesting. Something huge will happen. And then no one ever talks about it because people like Ricky Martin have PR teams there's and lots of money and their entire goal in life is to make sure that they, but then there are other people who, well, I mean, I guess you will say that like, there are people who make their money and become famous off of the drama. Oh, Mm -hmm. like Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my God. I actually saw something on Instagram the other day, this girl that I follow yeah um mentioned machine gun kelly and was just like she's 43 and she's like look i don't get who this guy is for 
Like who is into him? No one that I know, no, not their teenage kids, like not a single human Just on Megan this planet Pops. that I've ever met is into Machine Gun Kelly. And now he has like a documentary, like who, what am I missing here? And I texted her and I was, or messaged her and I was just like, girl, me too. Like, I don't get it. And she came back and was like, so I got hundreds of messages of people who did not understand the Machine Gun Kelly thing. So yeah, I think that's it. Either you have a PR people who are sweeping everything under the rugs or PR <laughs> people who are just like letting everything bleed all over the place so that you can like, you know, First profit and foremost, of his name is stupid. He's making more of a career as an actor than he is as a musician. In who my opinion, who is he? I don't even. He was. Machine he Gun was, Kelly is the Amber Heard of my like life. I we promise not to say that word ever again. Um, Machine Gun Kelly played in that Motley Crue movie called Dirt that's on Netflix, and he You've played Tommy this, but Lee. I've never seen. I've never even seen an ad for it. I don't know what you're it's talking. It's on Netflix. I don't know. It's on Netflix. It's I don't just really there. Watch Netflix. Um, but I see him like as I celebrity news like pop, pops up in my feed and I, I see these little things about him, him with the Megan roles whatever yeah. but it's just like I don't I don't look she's not even famous you know what I mean she's not even famous she's not famous so why are they famous together they drink each other's blood hoorah so did so did Angelina Jolie and yeah that's Thor. my whole like, thing that's done we're done with all this you're not shocking there's it was interesting about you it's edgy because there's a whole generation of people who just don't even know that that Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton drank each that's edgy to people of today who have totally different genders than they were born you I don't believe what you're saying to me <laughs> this oh is nothing God. is edgy to these kids today it's certainly not pink hair and blood yeah. drinking no, I don't believe it. But I totally do see that like Megan Fox is like the new Pamela Anderson and he's like the next Tommy Lee. And I think they that's the world they're living in. That was like the 80s. I mean, that yeah. who cares? I, I feel like we have to do like a whole podcast. Well, I don't no. know. I, I just, just want to interview Machine people Gun who Kelly. are into Pete Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly is so stupid. Okay. Pete Davidson is miles ahead of that's Machine true. Like Pete Look, Davidson is, has accomplished something in life. Like he yeah. was on SNL for like seven or eight years. He just retired. Um, and I, which leaves me to wonder, I had to ask myself a real question and I'm spending the summer to think on this. Uh, all my favorite cast members retired from SNL last season, Pete Davidson. I realized he's a big part of what draws me to the show, even though he usually only does one thing each show, if he so even shows up. are you keep watching SNL? I don't know. I have, I, I have to tell you, they've been really turning me off lately. Like hmm. they are just saying stupid things. And I, I get that they're supposed to make fun of politicians, but I just don't have space for people to make fun of Joe Biden in my life. Like yeah. there's no, I don't have room for that at all. And I get that that's their job and they have to make fun of him because he's the president, but I don't know if I have room for it. Like my mm -hmm. bandwidth for making fun of the president is gone. Like, it's just not funny to me. Like it actually mm -hmm. just makes me mad to see yeah, like, it's if like it was anybody, such a bully, any old man, like just don't make fun of old men, like with a lisp. I just yeah. don't like that.
So really you. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. I think the new season will have to come out and, and then I'll know whether I'm inclined to watch it. But uh, I think I'm okay with maybe just leaving leaving that there. Like I had a good little return run. Like I was big into SNL in the 90s when it had like such a hard, like solid cast and they lost me in the early 2000s. But the last few years, it was funny again. I enjoyed it for a few years, but it's okay if it's not my thing anymore. Yeah, I know you're not a, like most people I know are not into it anymore like at Mm -mm. all and most of my like super woke friends are like SNL is doing like irreparable harm to our generation or something and I'm like okay that seems I don't care about that like I don't (laughs) care about that I just don't think it's funny anymore I mean like when I was watching it the people on it certainly weren't woke um Mm -hmm. I just haven't watched it in 20 years and I'm just not even remotely interested but Kate McKinnon left and honestly she was no clue who that was who that is oh my gosh no Kate clue. McKinnon is funny. She's no clue. She's hysterical. She I was on. Do not doubt um, you for a second. <laughs> she was just on don't the writing like and writing in cars with comedians. Um, Jerry Seinfeld show. Um, she was so like forty other people. I mean, that's she just, was. Oh, yeah. um, she was in the Girls Ghostbuster movie. Nope. No need to see that. She was in the new. Um, movie that just came out about tiger king and carol baskin speaking of ghostbuster movies like did you hear about and i don't want to we got it in this podcast but did you hear about um the aziz ansari movie that bill murray was in that they had to shut down the whole production because bill murray was like being an asshole or something and i mean bill murray has a reputation for being very difficult to work with and not being very nice to people but like they didn't say exactly what he did and I mean I haven't really googled it since it was kind doesn't of he have thing. but they like maybe? totally no he's just a jerk he's just a jerk he's and really he's a jerk to everyone and he was like one of those comedians who came up in a time when it was like totally fine for you know being a jerk was kind of especially men you know and especially white men but like men in general were like being a jerk was cool <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it was totally fine to be a total jerk but I think he was a jerk to a woman in the either he was an actress or in the production and whatever he was doing made them completely shut it down and then did you hear about the allegations with um this is just an allegation show now the allegations (laughs) with um fred fred heather i'm so old i can't remember anybody the wonder years guy uh fred what's wrong with us Fred, Fred, Fred the guy. Fred Savage. Yes. Fred Savage. There were like some like me too. Don't tell me anything bad about Fred Savage. So he, I guess, was in the production of the new Wonder Year show, you know, Mm -hmm. where they were like doing it from a black perspective. Yeah. Um, in the same time period, which I actually like kind of wanted to watch but never got around to it. But I think he was fired because of for being inappropriate. Um, yeah. And I don't know, again, I didn't delve too deeply into it because now, geez, it's just like everybody's inappropriate. Yeah. And, uh, but, and I, don't, I don't say that in a casual way. Little really kid Heather, that. this was like the first picture of a boy that I put over my bed in my room. Like Fred Savage was my first like major on-screen crush. I was so in love with the Wonder Years kid. Yeah. I mean, I was in love with the Wonder Years, but like Elvis was above my bed, which is a whole other mm-hmm. situation. 
but um we'll, yeah, we'll dig like, into so, your older men situations maybe on another episode because it's worth we exploring already have before um but yeah so like that's another and that's actually a couple of months old a few months old the fred savage thing but it's wow. just like i might have heard after another oh yeah no i think it's gonna keep coming I, well, I think but it's we'll always it's so it random because it's people I don't yeah. even think about anymore and then I'm like what can't you men just get it together like can't you just get it together what is wrong but that's the thing about the Bill Murray thing is that I don't think that it was like a sexual harassment issue I think it was a he's a dick I think he's a yeah. jerk he was just being himself mm-hmm. and, he and he ran across somebody who was like not putting up for it I do think he, and like I said, I think he has a reputation for being very, very difficult to work with in the same way that there are other people who have reputations for being difficult to work with. Like I think Richard, Heather, there is something wrong with me. Richard like, Lear? No. Okay. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Um, Richard Dreyfus, I think also has a reputation for being very difficult to work with. He looks like a jerk yeah he does i think he's also very conservative like hardcore republican scary conservative not like the cool moderate kind not the cool kind not the cool moderate kind you know remember how like republicans used to just be like normal people and then they turn into like you know lizard people like some of them yeah yeah, but sure. I mean, Republicans used to, there used to be like normal Republican people who, my family, you know, my entire fine, family. Yeah, who were totally like normal people, like fiscally conservative Republicans, yeah. you know, yeah. who, you know, before yeah. things got crazy and everybody was so hardcore one way or the other, I think he's hardcore that way. Interesting. I have never, for one, like I have to be looking at a picture of Richard, Richard Dreyfus to have any concept that he exists on this earth because I've never oh. spent one moment of my life thinking about him. There's just so many movies. Well, I was just thinking about like, what about Bob, which was Richard mm. Dreyfus and and uh, and that guy. I can't even see when I see him in movies. I'm like, oh, that 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 guy from the 80s. Like he's just one of those actors mm. that was in a lot of stuff in the 80s, and I just don't even put a name to him. But I do really like the movie What About Bob? So What About Bob was great, but I'm just now I wonder like what was that like to film? I bet that was a really terrible. Well, and terrible it's interesting. Place. Here's the thing with What About Bob. I actually saw that movie way later in life. I totally missed it when it mm-hmm. was relevant. And it came on cable or something one day. And I was like, I'm gonna watch this. Like I haven't watched a good 80s Bill Murray film, and it might actually be a 90s movie. Um, but uh I put it on and I was like, oh, okay, this is the kind of character that drives me crazy. Like, I hate movies like this. But at the same time, it was endearing and kept me watching it. Like, normally I would just turn something off because I hate annoying main characters who just drive everybody else crazy and seem oblivious to it. That's like, that's my least favorite plot for any Mm -hmm. movie. That Um, was most 80s comedies, though. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that one that one held my attention and I actually you know did enjoy it even all these years later it kind of held up in my opinion that Mm -hmm. I could watch it for the first time and and be entertained by it I feel like same Um, way about like Groundhog Day I love Groundhog Day no that's different I I did also not see Groundhog Day until I was an adult Hmm. but it's a movie that I probably watch every once every like few years because I just don't watch movies anymore it's really um that's why I can't remember anybody's name like I really what, Andy Andy McDowell McDowell is she's, yeah. she from like South Carolina or something 
maybe she's from North South Carolina there were really good match in that movie so Mm -hmm. that's probably really the only Bill Murray movie I can get behind because most of those movies like Stripes and I just love Ghostbusters um, I just can't but yeah Ghostbusters was my original only Bill Murray movie where he's kind of a a creepy guy he's a jerk yeah in, in today like if he acted like that today to a woman the way he had treated Sigourney Weaver like he, he would just be fired mm-hmm. like like there would not I mean it's just so funny because he's like just kind of a slime ball guy who like won't take no for an answer I think most of those men are just really actual slime ball guys yeah. and it was, it was just style. so fine yeah it was in style <laughs> and we were apparently like totally into it because we're like teenagers Mm -hmm. like we love these slime ball guys that treat them like jerks I mean that's it's cool to be treated like that right (laughs) yeah yeah no we're into it totally oh lordy all right well winding down now (laughs) yeah I I think I've said all I need to say this will be edit this will be fun to edit (laughs) yeah I will also say not sure if any of this was usable material squeaky this chair is that I'm in it's ridiculous today I'm sorry I've been all over the place I haven't even noticed it today um already well uh hope that was enjoyable yeah um happy hot girl slash boy slash non-binary under to you um all out there stay cool stay hydrated and until next time Keep it real.